Welcome to the Post Show Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Priya Samsonar. For the last time, right? For the last the time. Last post Show Podcast. So we got to quickly get our football picks out and done with because I'm... Uh, can you even? Are you gonna be even? You're gonna be. Are you gonna be able? Can you at least call for football picks? Can we do football picks? Probably not. No. Probably not. Oh my God. Okay. Well, Stan is gonna be left up to Stan and Stan. Pat. I'm counting on you to pick my Vikings and to pick the Patriots every week in my place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see who Pat wins because I think Pat wins is a big Vikings fan, so don't worry about it. Joining us in the Post Show Podcast was our guest. Uh, from earlier, Gary Schiff, who is running for the Ninth Ward City Councilman or seat. Uh, Gary has been a Ninth Ward City Councilman before for 12 years. Um, I think what's important and what we forgot to mention uh, during the show was a safety plan. Um, I think a lot mm-hmm. of candidates come out with these nine, five, ten point bulletin points of a safety plan. Um, and I'm all, I always say... Uh, just dumb it down and tell us what do you seriously want to do? Uh, there's, you can't eradicate crime, but can we slow down violent crime? What's in your crimes plan? Do you have one? Yeah, I do. And uh, part of my background, I approach this from a perspective of uh, crime victims' rights. And I've spent many years working with families uh, who have experienced homicide and with other crime victims. So I think it's always important to put the voice of the crime victims first. And one of the things that I think we can do right away to stop the cycle of violence is to work with women who have restraining orders in cases of domestic violence and make sure that police are being proactive in checking in and going to those homes to make sure that restraining orders are uh, being followed. Uh, That is the type of proactive community-oriented policing that I think we need to show crime victims that police support them and that police will check in to make sure they're okay, not just come when there's an emergency. So I want to see more proactive enforcement of restraining orders with domestic violence. I also want to see more deliberate work with our youth. Uh, I have seen so many youth initiatives come and go over the years, and I think what Sandra Samuels does in North Minneapolis uh, is absolutely incredible. I think what uh, Joni Essenberg does with the Banyan community is really incredible, but there are parts of South Minneapolis that are not served by any similar nonprofit that links youth with adults from kindergarten through uh, high school and make sure that those kids are engaged and that they have a mentor to look up to. I'm a big supporter of mentor programs. Um, There's been uh, an erosion of relations that exists with the police department and the minority communities. Uh, And it's incumbent upon said uh, uh, council person to help those, to help ease and build bridges. Uh, First of all, will you hold officers accountable for inappropriate and uh, and misconduct Absolutely. You know, that's why I led the way on getting body cams for cops. Uh, That was the last project I worked on as a city council member. I went Mm -hmm. to Rialto, California and drove around with officers who were using uh, those body cams and then came back and worked with my colleagues to get a budget proposal through to fund them. But, you know, when you file a complaint against the police, 
the police are investigating that complaint. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I found an example from the city of San Jose that I think Minneapolis should copy. They pulled out the investigation function of police complaints and put it into a position of independent auditor. And that auditor reports to the full city council. And today we've got a police chief uh, whose department does the investigations and reports only to the mayor, keeping the rest of the city council out of the room. No so transparency. I want to bring more people to the table because I hear so many complaints about lack of trust with the police and the yep. community. Yep. And as a city councilor to sit back and say, well, hey, not my job. Uh, that's the mayor's job. Doesn't ring true. That's right. Nobody buys it, nor should they. So I want to make sure that the city council is at the table and that we change this investigation function so that we do have more transparency and more accountability. Uh, so. With that, with that said, what are you for, or would you, um, would you like to see? I personally would like to see another police civilian review board. I think that that's important because I think that a part of transparency is having the community that, especially uh, that said individual that's filing the complaint that comes with the community. I think that it shows true transparency if we have accountability um, from civilians working with city councilmen, persons. Uh, I and the mayor to uh, see if this uh, officer was right or wrong in his or her uh, in the alleged uh, actions that uh, they were accused of. And I think that since that's been done away, as you just stated, their bye bye has gone to transparency. That's right. So can we would you be a part of or should we start a civilian review board? Uh, I think we should, but we have to acknowledge what we want that board to do. And is the board there to f make findings of facts or is the board there to supervise and discipline? And there's a big problem with employee law and union contracts to put a civilian board in charge of discipline or management of those uniformed officers. So uh, we're never going to be able to see a group of civilians who have the final say right, right. in discipline. And, uh, you know, I don't think we want that. But no, 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 I don't. No, I don't think that would be appropriate, especially no. if you've got, you know, a group of individuals, you know, or even a segment of the population who don't like cops. I mean, yeah. there are some people that literally would just say, you know, blank the cops. You know, I hate cops. You know, I wish some of them would die. I sure. mean, if you were to have those people in charge of discipline for cops, I think that would be a very bad thing. No, I think, like you said, we got to set that was I say yeah, Trump should do. You know, when you want something done. You should say, you know, you should set the tone of what you want. And like you say, I think that we need to go in saying, hey, this board is going to be uh, filled with trained persons from the community or, or ex-cops. Ex I mean, I, uh, I'm, I'm try I think we, we do need a few of those, but I'll, I think so. We do need some of those. But that's what I'm saying. Trained uh, former cops, uh, maybe former councilmen's. I, but I think what's important is former we need prosecutors. Well, I think we need some civilians on the on the board. And I think you say I don't think that they should have ultimate decision on uh, on discipline, but I think they need to be involved in discipline, especially when it comes to matters of police brutality and involved in policy setting. And policy setting, thank you. Use of Absolutely. force, the curriculum for Absolutely. training, uh, all of those things. People yes. are demanding uh, de-escalation tactics to be emphasized over uh, physical tactics. So there's a lot of work there, and I think uh, there's uh, 
eyes and ears from the citizens uh, works in so many things the city does. Uh, we have citizen planning boards. We have uh, citizens involved in all sorts of things. So I think it's only natural to have a citizen involvement piece of our civilian review process. Are you uh, voting for mayor? I am voting for mayor. Are you bold enough to say who you're voting for? I'm putting you on the spot. This is Keep It Real Radio. This if you don't want to radio. now, you don't have to. I haven't endorsed anyone, so I'm not going to say anything today because okay. that would be okay. taken as an endorsement. Absolutely, but absolutely. There have been a lot of candidates that were on my list and then fell off my list during the <laughs> campaign. And then a few new ones came back on the list. So uh, this mayor's race has probably been the most difficult one uh, for myself. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm voting, but not not feeling good enough to make a public endorsement. Um, could I ask a quick question about police reform? Uh, there was a statement made by a mayoral candidate, and I mean, if you're not comfortable answering it, that's completely fine, um, who wanted to disarm police officers. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, that's just not going to happen. And even stating that when you want to be in charge of the police department is... Uh, a statement that's going to be out there for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think we can take away guns from cops before we, there's guns taken away from criminals. So I, I really don't see that that question is, mm -hmm. is really pertinent right now where we are uh, in our, in our world. Before we go um, and get to our football picks, um, you keep mentioning a few things, um, HIV AIDS and how much you care about the gay and lesbian community. Uh, the only thing that I find fault with sometimes the gay and lesbian community, remember, I'm a guy that strongly supports the, the community, voted for a gay marriage and things of that nature. Uh, I think that they need to stand with us a little more when it comes to issues that affect our community, stand with us as we do them. Um, why do you keep mentioning those uh, two uh, particular subjects? Uh, why are they so near and dear to you? Well, I'm I'm a gay man. I came out when I was 18 years old. Okay, and, I didn't know that, Gary. Uh, and I'm 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 one of those people. I didn't really come out uh, because I never really passed. Uh, when I was a kid, I was pretty effeminate and never passed as straight. So, uh, for me, the that experience of being bullied, being beaten up, uh, being shamed, being in a conservative religious family, uh, that particularly during the Reagan years, uh, that really gave me a lot of the impetus and the motivation to fight for civil rights the rest of my life. Word. I didn't know that. Um, I can't lie and say I hadn't heard it, but I mean, rumors are always rumors, but uh, I appreciate you uh, being very candid with us. And so that's, in, that's important um, as a gay man to, uh, to uh, address issues that are important to you as well as the way I hear you wanting to bridge the gaps with the communities of all, with your community and your ward of all colors. And that's important. And that's the type of councilman that's the ninth ward in South Minneapolis needs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Football picks. And Gary, you should join in to us, join in with us. Football so my picks. Vikings and my Patriots are both on a bye this They're week. They're both on a bye? What are the odds? Wow. So I'm picking the three games that I think are going to be the most interesting. Okay. And that one of them includes your Cowboys. Don't okay. Worry. Falcons, Panthers. Oh, it's going to be a good game. But I think Cam Newton. The, the Falcons I'm no longer scared of as I was about nine weeks ago. I think they've fall fallen off with the defense and as well as the offense. I think Cam Newton, it's at home. I think Cam Newton takes the win, Gary. I think you're right. Um, I think Cam Newton totally all the way. You know what? I'm going to put my money on Matt Ryan. Really? At, I just, at, in Carolina? 
Yeah. Okay. There's just something about the Falcons. I think they're. I think they've lagged off the last couple of weeks, but they've consistently shown a very strong game on both sides of the ball, and I think they're trying to find their way back to that, and I'm thinking it's going to be this week. They know how to give up a good lead and lose the game. Second game? All right, Chiefs-Cowboys. Well, I don't know. That's a hard game to pick. I think I like the Cowboys. No, I like the Cowboys because I think Zeke uh, Zeke is coming back. Mm -hmm. I think Kansas City's defense is stout. What I worry about is uh, Hunt, their running back, who already has uh, uh, 1,098 yards from scrimmage and already 700 yards, leads the league in touchdowns. But I think that Ezekiel um, keeps keeps the defense at bay. We Mm -hmm. scored 30 points the last four weeks. I think that uh, 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 Dak takes care of the ball. The de- the the defense uh, we got a, we got the sack leader and Demarcus Lawrence on there. I think yeah. the defense. I think we get two sacks on Smith. I think the defense secondary does decently, and the Cowboys win. Gary. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't root for Kansas City, so <laughs> I gotta go with Dallas on this one too. That's why I like this guy. You know, I gotta go with Dallas just because I've never been a big Alex Smith fan. He kind of collapses when he's needed the most. Most uh, collapses in the clutch and. I mean, Kansas City is good, but I don't think they're going to be good enough to take overtake the Dallas Cowboys. It's in Dallas, 6-2 and two versus 4-3 and three Cowboys at 325 tomorrow on CBS. Look at you. I, you know, I don't know why I don't know anybody else's. Look at you. <laughs> Brett Musburger, I saw. Bet with your head, not with your heart. <laughs> I am betting with my head. I think the Cowboys, I think because we have the run, I think Ezekiel back, I think they will be, be able to pull it off. Stan. All right, Monday Night Football, Lions-Packers, go. I'm going to go with the Lions. I think the uh, I think the Packers are done. I think uh, even though Huntley has had Stick a couple a of weeks uh, now to prepare as a number one. Stick a fork in them. Uh, they're done. Uh, defensively, um, I don't trust their linebacking core. Uh, they're still banged up offensively. I think the Lions probably win by about seven points. Gary? Green Bay. Green Bay, no. really? Really? You think Why? that Huntley does something? I think so. I think I think they've just been holding back till now. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Priya. Lions, and I'm actually going to say they're going to win by a ten point lead. Ten point. I say seven. You say ten points. Because Clay Matthews just overrated. He's incredibly overrated. Overrated. Well, he has become because he used to be, but he has he's he's fallen off the last what two three seasons for sure. He he just he doesn't he's not very a strong you know. He's not a strong player on defense anymore. They don't really have a running game anymore, and, right. which is what they would need to have relied on. Yep. I don't think Eddie Lacy's with them anymore. Oh, no, no. He's a Seattle Seahawk, and exactly. uh, number so, 88 is hurt. Yeah, Eddie Lacy's gone, so they have essentially no running game, and you have no Aaron Rodgers to throw. So, essentially, Jordy Nelson is utterly useless. And they can't rush the passer, so they're in trouble. They're, they're toast. And Matthew Stafford just got a giant contract because he's just that good. And you know where he's from, right? Texas. Yeah, but, but where? Dallas. Dallas. Well, he's from the ritzy part. He's from Highland Park. I mean, it's ritzy, ritzy, ritzy over there. So, but yeah, he's from Highland Park. Priya, man, again, I can't say I'm. Mean, I've sound like a broken record. This is our last post show podcast together. It is. And I'm gonna miss you. Um, I wish I could just spill the beans about what you're gonna do. People are it's gonna okay. be so you can excited. Spill it next week. I will spill it next week because it'll be the rollout. So everybody else been to beat me to the punch, but. I can't wait for you to to, uh, show your stuff, and you're going to be great at your job. 
Thank you. I'm really going to miss this place. I've had a lot of fun doing this since February, and I can't thank you enough for having the confidence in it's me in June pleasure. to take over for Dawn, despite the fact pleasure. that I wasn't a black Republican. <laughs> it's been yeah. my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. We're thank totally you, Stan, for being awesome. Thank you for uh, being a part and putting up with me and defending me when pe- out in the streets when people beat me up. No problem. I still got your back. Thank you. Love you, Priya. Man, this is our final post-show podcast with Priya and Jamar, the Black Republican Black Democrat. We'll be back next week with the new co-host, Patwin Lawrence. Go on that phone. You're going to love it because he and I go at it all the time. It's feisty. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Thank Thanks you for coming by. And, man, good luck next Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday all day. Polls are open until 8 p.m. Vote twice. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Bring a friend. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.